Hello, my friend. My name is Gabby Ruth, and this is Pain to Passion Live. Welcome to this week's episode of Pain to Passion Live, the Coffee with Gobby episode that launches every Friday. And we just get to chat and um, hang out, just pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, and pretend like we are um, hanging out at a coffee shop, just having a conversation. So, one thing I get asked actually pretty regularly is like, how do you find a therapist? Because I talk about the importance of therapy a lot and I want to reiterate again right now like therapy is very important if you are really wanting to dig into your story into your healing um, whether you have like a big trauma history or not I really believe that everyone can benefit from therapy because we all go through tough things right we all go through challenges we all go through things that um are too much, are too much for our brains, our bodies, our emotions, and having a therapist to help us unpack those things, to heal, and all of that is so very important. So I'll share a little bit about my story of finding a good therapist, and then I will give you some tips on how to find a good therapist for you. I know that finding a therapist can feel really, really intimidating. I completely get that. And for some of us, um, the idea of sitting down with a stranger, even if they're a professional, and like just talking about your feelings can feel really overwhelming. For me personally, I think that I went long enough without having a therapist and became so desperate to have a safe space to just unpack what I was feeling that I really wanted to find a therapist. So wherever you are on that spectrum, know that you make sense. It totally makes sense. And, uh, whatever, wherever you are on that spectrum, we can find a good therapist for you. And hopefully this episode will bring you some comfort as far as how to do that without overwhelming yourself. So um, for me, my therapy journey started in Texas. We lived in Texas before we lived in Spokane. And as some of you know, we had Um, put Emmanuel, my son, into therapy, and he had a TheraPlay therapist. Um, So at this place where he had TheraPlay, they were really involved with helping entire families have a better relationship with each other. So as we were there helping Emmanuel, we would have these parent sessions to kind of discuss how he was doing. And during those parent sessions, one of the facilitating therapists was like, I really think that you would benefit from one-on-one therapy. And I was like, I really think so too. And they were so gracious to actually give me therapy for free, which I know is not a normal thing, But like I said, this was an organization that was really committed to um, holistic healing for the entire family. They saw that it was a need. They saw that it was a need for Emmanuel to have a mom who was working on her own healing. So I started with a therapist there in Texas and she was pretty good. So 
I met with her probably for about a year. It went into COVID season, maybe a little more than a year, and um, we had a good rapport. I didn't know a lot about the different modalities at the time, so I did a lot of talking and she did a lot of talking and we did a lot of just talking about how things were feeling in day-to-day life and it was a relatively safe space for me but I always felt like there was something lacking and I always felt like I held back a lot of the most intimate parts of my story and a lot of the most challenging things that I was wrestling with. Unfortunately, at the end of my season with her, it did not end well. And I found out that it was because um, she was so concerned about Emmanuel that she couldn't focus on me as an individual, which I understand in the context of the scenario that we were in. But unfortunately, it didn't end well because I had said something about a challenge I was having with Emmanuel and she said something kind of snarky back to me. That was a pretty wounding situation for me. So if you've ever been in a situation like that, just know that I have so much compassion for you. I don't think therapists ever do this intentionally, but nobody's perfect. I was in a really vulnerable place and um, that scarred me. Like to feel like, okay, she's not actually here for me. She's here for my son. So one thing that I would just throw out there is like, don't necessarily choose a therapist that is involved with any of your other family members. It didn't work out for me. It wasn't a good experience for me and it ended up getting too muddled where she couldn't differentiate between us as individuals. So that is a piece of advice, but it did give me, um, for a while, it did give me that sense of a space where I could share vulnerably. And after that ended with her, I knew that I needed more of that really badly. Um, I was on a budget and it was COVID time, so no one was meeting in person. So I actually did sign up for BetterHelp. So you've probably heard of BetterHelp on a lot of different podcasts. They have commercials for it and you just see about it all the time. Basically, if you don't know what it is, it's an app where you get matched to a therapist virtually and you can video chat or you can text. Um, It's pretty great, honestly. And if you're on a budget, I think it's a great option. The thing is that not all therapists are created equal. I'll just be really frank and upfront about that. And there are some modalities of therapy that honestly can be more harmful than beneficial for complex trauma survivors. I knew this already at the time because I had already been diving deep into um, different somatic therapies, into different ways to heal from complex trauma. I had discovered already that I myself have CPTSD. I knew about my complex trauma history and I had done a ton of research. I'm a research nerd and I was doing a ton of research, so I knew this. So I was looking on BetterHelp. There's different filters and stuff that you can use for people who were sorry, trauma-informed and who use specific modalities. Um, There weren't a lot of options and you have to stay with a therapist in your state because that's where they are licensed. Um, So I tried like I think two or three different therapists um, on BetterHelp and each time it was obvious to me pretty quickly that either I didn't feel safe with them 
Um, one lady brought up forgiving my parents in the first session, which forgiveness is a very fraught, intense uh, subject to bring up to someone about their abusers, right? And the fact that she brought that up in the first session and basically said, you won't be free until you forgive your parents, that was a big red flag for me. Yes, I do believe in forgiveness. I also believe that it is very sensitive issue. And for her to throw that out after about 20 minutes of talking with me was a huge red flag. Um, so I said no to that one. I did not see her again. The nice thing about BetterHelp is that you can be matched to as many therapists as you want until you find one that's a good fit. So I tried several and then I took some time off because I was tired of introducing myself to people over and over again. You may be able to relate. However, I did know that I still needed this. So um, I believe it was about two, a little over two years ago. So probably in December of 2020. I got matched with a therapist that I actually liked on BetterHelp, and she was great. Um, we had great conversations. She was very empathetic. My system felt safe with her, and we had a good rapport, and she was willing to try to understand my story, including what it was like being an adoptive mom, even though she herself could not relate but she was very empathetic. So I liked meeting with her um, and I met with her for several months, but then we moved. We moved to Washington and she couldn't meet with me anymore because she was licensed in the state of Texas. So hopefully this story is helping somebody, but I'm just, I'm just telling you like it's a process and whatever process you have to go through, the ultimate goal is that you end up with a therapist that is such a good fit for you and it could change your life. So I believed so strongly at that point because of everything that I've studied and because of the couple of experiences that I had had, I believed so strongly and I had such an, a longing to have a safe other where I could process my life. I believed strongly that it could be such a healing experience that I kept looking. So when I got to Washington, and this is where I think there are some really practical tools that you can use in your own therap therapist search. When I got to Washington, I knew that one of my priorities was to find a therapist. So we got to Washington and I started just Googling trauma-informed therapists near me. Another thing that you can do, which I utilized some and a lot of people use, is the Psychology Today website. There is a therapist search and you can use different filters. The one thing I will warn you of about any of these searches is that pretty much every therapist will say that they are trauma-informed, okay? They will almost all say that they work with people who have been through trauma, which is true. However, someone who knows about trauma and has worked with trauma is not necessarily trauma-informed. Someone who is legitimately trauma-informed understands attachment. They understand uh, polyvagal theory. They understand somatic work. And they understand that regular, like, cognitive behavioral therapy, which most therapists use, will not be useful for a trauma survivor, someone who is a survivor of complex trauma. Maybe I'll get some pushback on that. 
But because of the research that I've done, I know that cognitive behavioral therapy can actually be detrimental to survivors of complex trauma. And I can go into all the details of that later, but because of time, I'll just throw that out there that regular talk therapy and CBT is not going to be long-term beneficial and healing for a complex trauma survivor. So what I learned to do was actually start Googling for specific modalities. So I was looking for a somatic experiencing practitioner near me, actually, and I believe that there weren't any. I had already been through four months of a somatic experiencing intensive with one of the most amazing somatic experiencing coaches in the world, Sarah Baldwin. Look her up on Instagram. She's incredible. It was a group program. I found a lot of healing through that. It's one of the best modalities for trauma survivors. Somatic experiencing is all based on polyvagal theory which is basically like how different triggers respond in your body and the way your nervous system reacts and learning to process and rewire your system so that you have more cues of safety than cues of danger in your everyday life. It's fabulous. But there weren't any somatic experiencing practitioners near me. I looked for EMDR practitioners. There were a couple but you can go on different therapists' websites and read their bios. I really trust my gut instinct, and some of the EMDR practitioners, it just looked like they did not have experience with complex PTSD and complex trauma. So I did not go for that. And then I stumbled upon the website of someone who on Google, said they were trauma-informed and had worked with complex trauma. The fact that a practitioner actually used the words complex trauma on her website said a lot to me. So I went and I read her bio. I liked what I saw. They usually tell like some kind of a story about what they can do for you, about the experience that you can have with them if you read their bios. And in my gut, I just felt like this could be a really good fit. I had never heard of her modality before, however. If you don't know what a modality is, a modality is the type of therapy that a practitioner uses. Most practitioners know more than one. So common ones are cognitive behavioral behavioral therapy, which is CBT. Um, Another is DBT, which is dialectical behavioral therapy. There's EMDR. Um, There's somatic experiencing. There's all of these different modalities, right? So her modality, which I had never heard of before, was called lifespan integration. So I went to the lifespan integration website and looked at it. Um, There wasn't a ton of information. There still isn't a ton of information. It's relatively new and there are not a lot of practitioners, but it looked like it worked similarly to EMDR in your brain. So if you don't know what EMDR is, basically it works with both sides of your brain through the eye movement, which you go back and forth with your eyes or you do tapping or you use buzzers. And it helps to put the things you're experiencing into the context of the linear path of your life so that you know the traumatic experiences that you've had happened in the past 
you know that you are living in the present. So when your body comes to terms with the fact that you are living in the present, the things that used to trigger you because of the way your body recognizes signals from the past shouldn't trigger you as much anymore. You should be able to release it energetically from your body. It's really fascinating. It's super duper cool. I remember when I first learned about EMDR, I was like, this sounds like some kind of voodoo magic, but it's really very scientific and it works especially if you have a great practitioner. So it looked like it worked similarly in the brain, but the methodology was very different. From what I could understand is you use different um, points from your lifespan, just you write different points from your lifespan and you go through it over and over and over again and feel in your body what the different sensations are or what thoughts might come up. So I was like, okay, this looks like a good modality I feel like she has a good bio that resonates with me. So if a bio resonates with you, I'd say look into it. If you have a good feeling in your gut about a person and they use a modality that seems really trauma-informed, go for it. You can also, if there's someone that seems good to you but you can't really tell if their modality is good or not, set up that first call. Almost every single therapist does a free first meeting or first call. And you can set up that time and you can ask specific questions like, do you know what complex PTSD is? She was actually the first therapist that recognized that term that I've had, honestly. But you can ask those questions and if it's not for you, you can move on to the next person. Don't feel badly about being introduced to a therapist and then saying goodbye. You're not there for them. Let me remind you, you're not there to make them feel good. They are there for you. You are the client. You are paying them. And you need to find a space that feels good to your body and your brain where you feel safe. So back to the story. I sent an email to this woman's office and I got a reply saying, I'm on maternity leave. I will be back, I believe she said in three months, but at that point I will have openings. So I was like, you know what? It's gonna be worth the wait if she is as good as I think she is. And long story short, three months later, I went to my initial 15 minute free session with her and I asked her some of these questions. I told her a little bit about my history and I felt a good connection with her. So I went back and I have been with her now for about a year and a half. Um, And when I tell you that all the work to get to that point, because by that point, I had spent probably about three years in therapy and or trying to find a therapist. So it has changed my life. It has completely changed my life. It is the experience that you want to have with a therapist. You can heal if you have a compassionate other who is trauma-informed, who is able to walk you through a modality that works. Okay, so this lifespan integration modality has worked incredibly well for me. One key to a good therapist is that they are going to use a structured modality on a regular basis in order to actually start healing your brain. It's not all going to be you talking about your feelings and them giving you feedback. Yes, we do that. Absolutely. But we also spend a lot of time in the modality of lifespan integration. 
where we go through the data points of my life and talk about what comes up. Sometimes it seems a little bit frustrating and counterintuitive, like we are not actually talking about my feelings, but the healing that's actually happening scientifically, physiologically in my brain is what is life-changing. My level of confidence has increased significantly. My sense of self has increased significantly. The way that I relate to others, the things that I tolerate have changed. Not to mention, I know that every single week, I get to go sit in a room with someone who is so safe, who knows me better than almost anyone at this point. We've spent a year and a half together and who sees me and who understands the way that I think, the way that I function and continues to be safe. She continues to be safe no matter what I say. She's attuned to me, She, which basically means she reflects my emotion back to me. Sometimes she emotes for me the things that I should feel about a certain situation that I've never understood that I should feel and it's changed my life even just knowing that there's someone out there like that who is safe I take that experience with me physiologically in my body to all of the other experiences in my life which has opened me up to be courageous to do things I've never done before I am actually healing. I'm not going to a therapy session week in and week out just to talk about my feelings and kind of like word vomit. Sometimes I do and that's fine, but there is a structure in place to actually make me become more whole, stronger, a better sense of self. So there should be a scaffolding in place. I have met too many people who have been in therapy for years and years and years who are not healing and it drives me bananas. Now, listen, I understand if you are with a therapist where you feel safe. That's wonderful. I'm so glad you've had that experience. But if you are with a therapist where you feel safe, but you've been there for years and you are not making any progress in your life, you need a different therapist. I'm just throwing that out there. You need a therapist who will actually have a structure where you will be growing and you will be gaining, um, you will be making ground in your healing journey, okay? Maybe that sounds harsh, but this is one of the things that just drives me nuts. Your therapist should be someone that eventually you don't need them anymore. Not someone where you just go and you spill your feelings. You can find a bestie for that, a safe bestie. Okay, out of the depths of my heart, please hear me. I love you, but I am just so tired of these seeing and hearing of my friends who have been with the same therapist for seven, eight, nine years, and they're not making any headway because their therapist is nice and they listen, but they have no structure for healing. So this is not good for you, okay? So all that to say, Google is your friend, Talking on that first free call is your friend. You can also find therapists. Every therapist, ask if they have a sliding scale if you need something more affordable. My therapist had a sliding scale, but she didn't have any spots left. But I felt so strongly in my gut that I needed to see her that I, I've been paying full price. And I pay an arm and a leg for therapy. I'm not going to lie. And I don't have a lot of money to spare, guys. That's the last thing I will say to you is if you are stuck on not going to therapy because of money, stop it. Because this is the thing 
that will change your life for the better if you find the right therapist, this is the thing that will change everything. It will even change your income because you will be able to show up in your life in a more authentic, vibrant matter manner. It is absolutely worth it to me that I'm paying as much as I am. I would, I would not sacrifice that for anything at this point. It's the most important hour of my week. So I hope that was helpful for you guys. I'm sorry to Instagram if you've been commenting and stuff. I've been looking at Facebook, um, but I'm really, really glad I got to share this. I definitely hope that it's helpful for someone. If you have any feedback or any questions, just reach out to me. I would love to hear what your experience has been or if you have more particular questions or if you need help. I also love to help people with this on coaching calls. So if you would like to talk about that, I I offer a free 15-minute coaching call. Just go to my website, check it out, or look at the link in my show notes, which I'll put on the show, on the podcast on Friday. And I'd love to connect with you and help you out with this process. So um, again, I just reiterate, finding a good therapist is everything. Um, And also, there are trauma recovery coaches out there too who are not licensed therapists, but they are trauma recovery coaches. I am a coach. There are lots of beautiful trauma recovery coaches out there who will also help give you this kind of a safe space. So just want to throw that out there as well. If you need any recommendations for anything, just let me know. And I love you guys and I'll see you next time. Okay. Have an amazing day.